Welcome to the Blessed Sacrament Parish Community Podcast, where our mission is to help everyone recognize and experience the presence of God. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Parish Community Podcast. I am Kristen Russell, and today I am joined by Father Rob Howe, and we're going to be talking about something that maybe you've heard a little bit about, maybe you've heard nothing about, um, but it's something that's pretty big going on in the church, and that is the Synod. It's something that Pope Francis has called to has called everyone in the church to task for this. Um, He wants to hear from everyone. So today on the podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit, actually a lot of bit, about the Synod and why it's important and why this is kind of unprecedented um, for the entire body of Christ. Usually it's just the bishops. So Father Rob, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to hear... um, you know, what what it is that uh, you have to say about the Synod and where, you know, we as a parish are going to go. So, I mean, Father Rob, for you, why do you think the Synod is important? Well, beginning with the Second Vatican Council, it was a call to openness. In fact, Pope John XXIII often used the image of throwing open the windows and letting the fresh air in. And during the following 50 plus years that we've been in the middle of the council, we've been trying to regroup a little bit simply because it was going back to our roots. And sometimes that can be a little bit painful for some, and it can be a great opportunity for others. And since that time has passed, and virtually everyone under the age of 60 only knows the Vatican II Church, it is a time to Hear where people are at in their vision of church. The Second Vatican Council called us the people of God. And that was a pretty powerful statement to use because it was non-hierarchical. It was about recognizing that the presence of the Holy Spirit is in all of the faithful. And all of the people can speak on behalf of the entire church. And we haven't really done too much to listen to the voice of the people. There have been little glimpses here and there. But by and large, we haven't taken the time to do it. And I can't help but think over the past week, we just celebrated Martin Luther King Day, and everyone knows his famous I Have a Dream speech. And what this synod is, is basically the church as a whole, all of the people of God, saying, I have a dream. And this is what my dream is for the church. This is where I would like us to be. This is how I want to be a part of that dream. And it's a time to dream big. It's a time to think, in its best sense, how can the church be in our modern world? And oftentimes, we simply listen to certain voices, be it clergy, be it bishops' conferences, be it people who are professionals in the church. And this is a time where we want to hear from everyone, including people that aren't active in the church anymore. Because there might be a reason that we need to hear and we need to react upon. Now, right off the bat, we've got to talk a little bit about terminology. Because some of our terminology is, to say the least, archaic. And one of those terms we're using is the very term synod. This is actually the synod on synodality, which is a pretty confusing way to phrase things. But it's listening for the sake of listening is basically a good way to to define that. And you're going to hear terms like synodal process, however you want to say it. And it sounds like a medical exam. 
It does. But it isn't. It's a chance to listen. And when I say it's also about dreaming, it's not listening about the little micro complaints that we can all have. There are things that the bishops do that drive me crazy. There are things that people in the pews do that drive me crazy. There are things that other priests do that drive me crazy. And thank goodness I'm perfect because I never drive anybody crazy. But that's not what this is about. It's not saying I don't like the bishop, I don't like the pastor, I don't like the religious ed department. That's not what it's about. It's about seeing the big picture of what it means to be church, that we are really the people of God as community. And how do we best go about living that? This is your chance to maybe share some of those views and dream big. I absolutely think it's an opportunity for the whole body of Christ to come together. And it's exact, speaking of a medical process, it's exactly what the doctor ordered, because I think now, maybe just it feels like now more than ever in my lifetime, if the church feels fractured in a way. And so it is an opportunity for us to come together to listen to each other and to kind of, I've been looking at this process and, and I've been thinking what's going to be the most difficult part for me. It's going to be dropping the fact that I think I'm doing it right and that my way is right. Correct. And hearing people's experiences and not either jumping to defend my experience or tell them how, well, they just misinterpreted their experience, but instead really listen, because this is the opportunity for the church to come to the table together and share their story. And that's one of the questions, you know, at least at at Blessed Sacrament, one of the questions we ask is, where have you felt the church, the people of God, have journeyed well with you? And, and we're hoping for that opportunity for people to share stories of, you know, I really felt the church journeyed well with me, you know, during when I was preparing for my child to be baptized or when I was um, really going through a rough time, you know, I was able to, I just felt the, the strength of the community. And the other question too is like, if we do something good as a body of Christ, we're going to do something bad too. And so, I, I mean, really it's looking at the body of Christ, identifying where are our strengths as the body of Christ? Where are we a little weak? Where maybe are we broken? Identifying those things and then as a body saying, all right, we're going to keep our strengths, we're going to work on our weaknesses, and we're going to heal where we're broken. And hopefully, if nothing else comes out of this synod, what will come out of it is a reminder that we are all part of this family. I don't know if we did it as clergy or the people started to do it and we bought into it, but we've changed the image of church a little bit to be much more like a store where we go shopping when we need something. I need my baby baptized. I need to get married. My child needs to make their first communion. My mother has died and I need a funeral. And while the church is there for all of those moments in life, Those are the moments that flow from a family. Mm. They're not places we show up for when we need something. So by sharing this dream, it by its very nature has to include, and how am I a part of this? How do I help to make it happen? How can I be involved? How can I be a good member of my family? And hopefully that's what this synod will help us all to see a little bit. To dream, not what can the church do for me, but how has the church or how can the church be a place for me to use my gifts? And how can the church, the people of God, the body of Christ, recognize my gifts and embrace my gifts? I think in a way, 
when people hear the church, and maybe we should define this term. I mean, we keep saying the church as the people of God, but sometimes when people say the church, they don't mean the people of God. They mean the institution. The institution. Or the building even sometimes. Yes. This process is not just a sharing of the story, of your story. It's formational as well. We're going to define these these terms because sometimes we're not hurt by the church. Sometimes people are hurt by the institution. And so being able to define those terms and really say what we mean, because words matter, our word choice matters. I think that in identifying and, and using words that identifying and saying what we really mean, it's it's going to mean more in the long run because we're going to be able to really identify, okay, the church, the people of Christ, the people of God, that community is strong, but maybe maybe there are some institutional things that we need to work on. And do I think that we're going to have sweeping doctrinal changes that come out of the synod? Absolutely not. But do I think that if it is done well and taken seriously across the world, do I think that we're going to see a more compassionate church? That's my hope. Well, it's important for us to always remember that the church is a symbiotic relationship. It is the people of God, the living body of Christ, intertwined with an organization, an organization that has certain structures. But it's always important to remember that structures are Mm man-made. The body of Christ is divine. And it's where those things come together that we can make the most change. We can dream the biggest. It's that intersection of the two. Vatican Second Vatican Council came to be decades before the actual council was called. It was beginnings with the opening up of sacred scripture to the people and a new way of looking at our experience and helping to bring that into the 20th century at the time. And we got to remember the words of Jesus because they are very instructive. We can't put new wine in old wineskins, the skins will burst. So we always have to have new wineskins, new structures, because we've got new wine. The the church is constantly receiving revelation and understanding of God's presence. And when I say the church, I mean as individuals we have that experience. We all can have profound experiences of God in our lives that change who we are. And we need to listen to that so that we can act better amongst one another, love one another better. And that comes back to kind of the theme for this year at Blessed Sacrament has really kind of been focusing on our stories, our individual stories, our collective stories, but also focusing not so much on discussions, but conversations. Because every single person we meet, whether we like them or not, has a story. And that's something that we hear all the time, like don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge the cranky person in the store. You don't know what's going on in their lives. But here's an opportunity for us to come together as a family of Christ, as a as a church family, to talk about where are we at. And I love this idea of dream big, what do you dream in your church? What does your dream parish look like? What does your dream diocese look like? What does your dream universal church look like? This is it. This is this is the opportunity to come and say, if I 
if I could dream anything into existence, this is what it would be. And I think it's important to note too, that this is not just Kristen's whim of what she wants as a church. We're entering into this period of prayer and discernment and really being open to the Holy Spirit. Because if we're not open to the Holy Spirit during this process, we're wasting our time. We're wasting our time. And it kind of goes back, it reminds me of St. Paul, you know, if, if I speak with eloquent words, but I do not love, I'm nothing but a resounding gong. If we come to these listening sessions with an agenda, we're never going to go anywhere. Here's where I'm going to, we all know our own personalities a little bit. And there are introverts that can take information in and they process it internally and then as time goes on they can they can begin to express themselves and then there are extroverts that they're thinking of their response without even listening to the person who's speaking i tend to work that way I, I, i'm confessing this to you i i'm always thinking of my response instead of listening carefully this is where we all need to be a little bit more introverted not that we don't want to share our ideas but that we need to step back and actually listen without worrying about our response just listen and that's really hard to do for some of us but we need to do that and one of the things i mean for our listening sessions um you know you might be wondering well what is this even going to look like well at Blessed Sacrament, at least, our listening sessions, we are going to keep them to two hours or less because we know you guys are busy and we just appreciate you coming to, you know, share your stories with with your fellow parishioners. So we're going to start our listening session. I mean, there'll be food, of course, because all good things happen around some sort of uh, food or, or meal. And then we're going to have prayer. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come into the space. We're going to Ask God to open our hearts and our minds so we can sit and be present to not only the Holy Spirit, to but to one another at our table. And then, you know, we're going to take some time just to reflect silently on the questions. Every person's going to have a, a little note sheet where you can kind of jot down your ideas. So introverts, I, I am an introvert as well. It'll give us an opportunity to kind of gather our thoughts. And all of these sheets will be available for available before you even get there. So you can have plenty of time to think about this. Extroverts, it's going to give you an opportunity to write down your thoughts. So you'll be better prepared to listen. And then we're just going to talk. There'll be a table facilitator who's going to kind of take notes um, as you guys discuss and just share stories and share your experiences in response to these questions. And there's two, there's, there's four major questions. And then after that, um, we're going to have an opportunity for if anyone wants to get up to the mic, so to speak, and share something with the big group instead of just your small group. So we can all hear, you know, what, where people are at, where their hearts are at. And then we're going to close with prayer. And then I'm going to work really hard to compile the notes. And my goal is to after these listening sessions to get a summary out to the parish as soon as I can. So for the next listening session, people might be like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one who feels that way. It's going to be themes. Yes. They're going to be major themes. They're not going to be tons of minor details, but they're going to be major themes. And I want to let you know too, as a part of this, I will be there for the prayer, but I will absent myself from the actual discussion because 
I've learned enough over the years that when I'm in the room, people change what they're going to say. It's, it's just being, I know most people are just being respectful, but I want you to speak freely. There is, there's going to be one of these sessions for all the priests where we can speak our mind too. So I'm going to get that opportunity, but I want you to be able to speak freely. So we'll pray together and then I'm going to let you say what you need to say. And it's important too, I think that, you know, everything, all this information that's collected it's not like we're writing down your names like oh so and so said this it's all going to be anonymous the only data honestly that we're collecting is i want to know your age and how you would affiliate yourself with the catholic church would you consider yourself catholic do you consider yourself protestant are you unaffiliated what however you identify your relationship with the church we just want to know that because i think it it will make a difference to know who is coming to these listening sessions. And if people are incredibly involved and they identify themselves as Catholic, that's great. But if there are people who are hurt, who have been hurt by either the church or the institution, and they maybe don't identify themselves in in relationship with the church anymore, we want to know that as well, simply for... So we have a record of, you know, who was there, not by name, but maybe by affiliation. Also know this. This is your opportunity. If you don't want to participate in this one, you might have to live another 2,000 years before you get another opportunity to do this. This is not something we do very often. Um, and it, it was a brave and, I would say, very spirit-inspired decision by Pope Francis to, to do this, to actually listen because it's easy sometimes to think that we know what's going on because we don't really want to know what's going on. And I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, we're going to have to wait very patiently um, to see what's what comes out of this at, you know, let's say the Vatican level. But we're going to take this information, whatever we whatever we glean from this, we're going to apply at the parish level we are going to hopefully apply at the diocesan level because it will take years before we see a a document out of the Vatican. But I also want to bring to your attention that this is not just another CLI survey. This is not, do I feel fed when I come to church? This is a lot bigger than that. Do I like my pastor? It's so far beyond, you know, strongly agree, agree, neither agree nor disagree, disagree or strongly agree. It's so beyond that because we're not looking at you as just a statistic, as just someone who checked the box and filled out the survey. At the whole point of the synod is to see every member of the body of Christ as an individual who is a part of the whole. And that is that's spectacular. I think that Pope Francis has given us this opportunity and that Pope Francis truly wants to hear what people have to say, what people are holding in their hearts. It is, it's an unprecedented opportunity. As soon as I heard about this, I was excited about it because this is, this is our moment as church to say, this is who we are, to get a sense of the faithful Instead of having people talk about what they think the sense of the faithful is, it's our opportunity to say, this is how we truly, this is how we see ourselves in relationship to the church and the Holy Spirit. 
I think that pretty much covers everything. Stay tuned, though, folks, because this is going to be coming fairly quickly. Even though it's a two-year process, it seemed like the church in the United States, at least, is a little bit behind the eight ball. And so we got to move this along pretty quickly. So by the time Easter is here, we will have already completed these listening sessions for sure. As of right now, we're looking at, you know, right around Lent, end of February, beginning of March, we got to nail down some dates, but just continue to, if I can stress anything, continue to pray, pray for this process, pray that our hearts and our minds are open to the Holy Spirit, pray for our bishops, our clergy, our Pope, pray for the people of God. Practice saying synod over and over yes. again too. There'll be a, there'll be a pop quiz at each listening session about, you know, the synodal process or synoidal process or however you want to say it. So thanks a lot, uh, folks. Watch, watch your email, watch the website, but pray. And we can't wait to hear from you. So thank you for joining us and have a great day. Mm-hmm.